0: Hey, how's it going? This is Dan Nguyen. And Mike Glaspie. And this is the Military Cash Flow Podcast, where we teach service members how to build wealth and create passive cash flow through real estate. We cover real deals, real numbers, and real lessons learned from other successful investors. Now, whether you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening on the podcast, we need you to like, share, and subscribe. Now let's get started creating this Military Cash Flow what's going on military cash flow family. My name is Dan Nguyen and today I'm going to be covering how to use stocks to buy real estate. Now this is a strategy that I'm currently using and how I'm going to cover this. I'm going to give you a quick background and I'm going to go over the concept and then I'm going to give you real life numbers to a real deal that I'm working on right now using this exact strategy. I'm going to cover the numbers and what everything looks like And then lastly, I'm going to give you some important things to note before executing this strategy, right? Hopefully this is a great fit for you. And if you're finding value out of this content, after you listen to it, please do me a favor, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button and share this with a friend. The big thing there is share this with a friend. Um, We're trying to you know promote financial literacy especially in the military right so if you have any like-minded individuals that might find this information valuable please do me a favor and share this with a friend so let's give you a quick background and concept of how this works so background as you guys know i'm a real estate guy i don't really really mess with stocks that much right well i've never really messed with stocks that much um so I've always said I'm going to buy hard assets. I've always said I'm going to just buy real estate, and that's going to be essentially my retirement plan, right? That's essentially what I'm going to do to build my wealth—hard assets. Well, as you guys know, the real estate market is, uh, over the last year or so, it's been in a really sucky spot, right? So it's been hard to find deals. Interest rates have been ra- has been rising. Home prices have been rising. It's just been harder to find good deals that meet my investment criteria. At the same time, the stock market has been, uh, since the beginning of the year has been on a decline, has been on a downward trend. So I thought to myself, all right, maybe I can uh, save, how am I gonna save money for the next opportunity in real estate, right? So I have a couple options. I can either take the money, save the money and put it in a high yield um, savings account. But we all know because of inflation and because of basically um, interest rates here, I'm basically not going to make any return on that money, right? It's basically I'm basically losing money by even keeping it in a high yield savings account, right? So I thought to myself, and I was like, hey, the stock market right now is on a downward trend. I don't know when the next real estate opportunity is gonna happen for me, but if I start investing right now. Then I can be buying stocks at a discount. And maybe when it's time for me to, uh, buy a new property, that opportunity presents itself, and I wanna buy a new property, then maybe the stock market will have recovered at that point and I can capture some profit and my money's at least been making a little bit of money higher than what it would have been in a savings account and on a high yield savings account. And on the flip end, if let's say the stock market continues to tank, which it pretty much has, right? Um, Then when I sell and I take out all that money, at least I'll have a tax write-off, right? So that was my thought process, just kind of give you a a background idea of where I was at and why, how I kind of came to this. So I I opened up a Fidelity account initially, and I started putting money into my Fidelity account. Me and my wife started like stashing a lot of money. We, We have a pretty high savings rate, and we've been saving a lot of money and putting it into our investment account, right? So we started this I'd say uh, December of last year is when we first opened the Fidelity account and we started putting money into it and we started stockpiling money into it. Uh, About a month into that, um, I called one of the financial advisors at Fidelity and she introduced me to this concept uh, of margin, right? And I didn't know what margin was. I kind of had a little bit of an idea of what margin was, but um, she introduced me to this concept of margin loans, right? And if you're unfamiliar with margin loans, basically... um, it's essentially a collateralized loan against the overall amount that you have in your portfolio. So for example, if I have $100,000 in my investment portfolio, in my stock stock brokerage account, right? And Fidelity at the time, for example, was giving up to 30% margin loan at, I want to say it was 8% interest at that time. So they would give you 30% of your overall portfolio as a collateralized loan, right? And it would be at 8% and I can take that money. I thought I would be able to do whatever I wanted to with the money, but Fidelity said no. Uh you can only take that money and you can buy more stocks with it, right? So that didn't make any that really didn't make any sense to me. But it you know kind of it kind of turned on a light in my mind like, "Hey, man, that's That's actually pretty cool. You know, I can take some money out if I wanted to buy some stock, or, you know, at least it's something, but it's at a pretty high interest rate, 9% interest rate. And I didn't really think it would be worth it at that time. However, by doing that, I I guess somehow I got to, you know, because the Facebook algorithm, at some point I was scrolling on Facebook and you know facebook's all knowing <laughs> all knowing and it has like search engine history or whatever but anyways an ad popped up on my facebook feed for m1 finance and when i started looking into m1 finance um i noticed that they also offered margin but the difference with m1 finance and fidelity is that m1 finance one they offered up to 40% margin on whatever whatever your portfolio had two the interest rates were way lower at the time I was looking at it it was in January it was around 2% um uh well, you can drop to 40% margin at 2%, right um that was at the time back in January so I was like man that that's awesome and then on top of that not only could you take up to 40% at 2% but that money got deposited directly in your account. So you can use that money for whatever you wanted to, right? You can use it for a loan. You can use it to buy more stocks. Or in my situation, I thought I can use that money to buy more real estate, right? So that's essentially what happened. So I took all my money out of Fidelity, put it into M1. And then me and my wife have just been stockpiling cash into our M1 brokerage account, right? So that's the background. And that's how I came into this strategy, right? So let me give you a quick concept I've kind of outlined a little bit now that you know what margin is and you know kind of where I started at. Let me go over the concept of how this works really quick. So in a nutshell, right? You have, you take your dollars, you take your dollars and you put them into your brokerage account, right? And then once your brokerage account builds to a certain amount, let's say $100,000, Right. You can then take using M1, you can take up to 40% margin on that stock portfolio. So I take out 40%, right. And I use that 40% or that $40,000 in this case to put a down payment on a multifamily home, right. And that $40,000 can get you up to $200,000, assuming a 20% down payment, right. So, and then this cash flow producing asset. Will then generate more income to feed back into the stock market to then increase your buying power and increase your uh the amount that you can take out on margin, right? So that is essentially the concept. Now I'm gonna give you uh go one step further into it and kind of start giving you my actual numbers. I'm closing on a duplex right now, um, and, and I'm using this exact strategy. So I'm just gonna show you how it works out and hopefully this kind of fills in the gap for you know for anything and kind of show you how powerful this strategy actually is right um, just one quick note really quick i mean as you build your portfolio i have 100k in here right i'm not adding more money to use it i'm using the same money in my portfolio that continues to grow to then buy another asset that produces more money so just really understand that that cyclical wealth building hurricane, right? Just, just understand that. So using um, real numbers. Uh, so we started, we started saving money in our, uh, in our brokerage account and we have about $80,000 in our brokerage account right now. And I, we have, I think we have access to about 35, 30 or 35 K, something like that. Right. Um, so what I'm doing, I'm not taking all 35 K. I am, I am a, uh, taking out $25,000 in margin, right? So I'm gonna take out ML, I'm gonna use ML for margin loan. I'm gonna put 25K, all right? And then uh, the payment for that margin loan at that 4.25% as of today, it's the 16th of September, right? But you guys all know Jerome Powell's kind of been going crazy and the the federal fund rate has been increasing. So I'm not sure exactly where it's going to be come their next meeting. I think they're meeting again on the 22nd or the 23rd. So we'll see what happens. But anyways, right now, in order for me to borrow this $25,000, it's going to cost me $1,062 a year, right? And that's uh, the payment. All right. So in order for me to borrow this $25,000 in margin, it's going to cost me $1,062 $1,062 to borrow that a year. All right. Now let's let's just talk about, we're just going to focus on stocks right now. And I'm going to get to the real estate, but right now I'm just going to focus on the stocks, right? Because um, I buy low cost um, index, index funds, right? Specifically, I buy VOO, V-O-O. If you're interested in this, you can just look up these tickers. Um, specifically, I buy V-O-O, which is Vanguard's total stock uh, Vanguard's total stock market index fund is based off the S&P 500 um, and I buy VTI and then I also buy some SPYDR, SPYDR, right? So those are mainly the, and I also buy QQQ, right? So those are the 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 main tickers that I buy, right? So with that, those uh, those low cost index funds, they give off a dividend yield every single year. My dividend yield right now I'm going to put div yield. My dividend yield right now is at 1.54%. All right. And 1.54% equates to $1,110 a year. All right. So remember, my payment is $1,062 a year. But in dividends, I'm already paying off the money that uh in order for me to borrow this twenty-five thousand dollars in margin right so the dividends already covering that but then wait there's also appreciation right so the appreciation we know historically the stock market over time has produced an annualized return of around eight to ten percent right so i'm not going to use that calculation right now but just understand that uh there is appreciation that's there as well um but on the dividend alone i'm not even counting the appreciation the appreciation on this $100,000, or in my case, I have like 80000 dollars in my account right now, the, it continues to compound, right? Um, off of appreciation on top of the dividend yield, right? So there's appreciation there. And that appreciation is somewhere between 8 to 10% over time, right? Now, with that, I'm also continually... Uh, contributing to my brokerage account every single, uh, twice every single month, right? So I have a set amount coming out on, you know, the 31st and a set amount coming out on the 14th of every single month that's getting deposited directly into my brokerage account, right? Um, with that, as I increase my contribution, as I increase my contribution, I also increase my dividend yearly return, my yearly return on dividends, and then also the appreciation, right? So if I have $80,000 today and then next month I have $90,000, well, this this number is gonna go up. This $1,110 that dividend yield is gonna increase as well as the appreciation, theoretically over time will increase as well. So by continuing to contribute to my overall brokerage account, This dividend yield accelerates and also the appreciation accelerates, i.e. the more money I have in the account, the more money, the more appreciation, the more dividend yield I'm going to create, right? So now let's get to the real estate, all right? So we already got this knocked out. It cost me $1,000 to borrow the 25K, but my dividends are already covering it. So basically, I'm literally getting this money for free, right? So Let's get into the real estate. All right, on the on the real estate side, I'm buying a ninety three thousand dollar duplex. Buying a ninety three thousand dollar duplex, right? Um, just got appraised. I got to make a a quick change to it. I'm just gonna basically um, it's a one. They're very very large one ones. Technically they're one ones, but they're really two ones, right? I just got to put a clause in it, basically, to make it an actual two one, right? So um, it's ninety three k. And it is appraised at around 120K, right? So there's basically almost 30K instant equity right there. So I got a $93,000 duplex. I'm putting 20% down on it. That's where the 25K uh, comes from. I know it's not exactly 25K. 20% of 93 is not 25K, obviously. Um, I'm giving myself a little bit of a buffer so that I have money set aside for... anything that may happen to the property if that makes sense right so i'm um, i have t- took 25k out and i'm putting that towards the down payment of this 90 uh dollars duplex let's go over the expenses of what this duplex will look like all right so my pity, principal interest taxes and insurance is $580 right and then my expenses including vacancy including property management including um uh, vacancy property management repairs and any capital expenditures right i'm assuming twenty five percent of my income right so that's three hundred dollars so total uh it costs me eight hundred and eighty dollars a month to own and operate this property right now let's get into the income side right now these these duplexes are are uh under market rent under market rent by about a hundred dollars a unit or so but as is um, the duplexes, each side brings in six hundred dollars. All right, for a total of twelve hundred dollars a month um, on this duplex. And remember, these is this is this is pretty far under market rent, right? So it's twelve hundred dollars um, for for the income, and then if you subtract eight eighty or twelve hundred minus eight eighty, that gives you uh, three cash flow. That gives me a cash flow of $320 a month or $3,840 a year as is with under market rent and $30,000 of instant equity, right? So um, I'm cash flowing uh, $3,800 a year, right? I... I got $30,000 worth of equity and I basically got a free property because I didn't use any of my own money. The down payment did not come out of my pocket. The down payment came from this margin loan, right? That's the dividends alone on the overall stock portfolio is paying off. So essentially I got a free property. I didn't pay any money for this property, right? And it's flow on I me, mean, $320 um, are $3,800 a year. And that's, under rented right so once it's actually once i increase rents to where they should be um even slightly below it conservatively speaking right um that'll give me 420 dollars a month or 5,040 dollars a year all right hopefully you guys can read my my chicken scratch there um so i'm gonna bump up the rents um they got six more each of the each of the tenants have around six months Worth of um, time on their lease, right? And at that point, I'm just going to gradually increase rents to the desired, to where I want it to be at, right? So I'm going to do like $25 at a time, maybe $30 at a time, something like that. But um, looking at it all, $30,000 of equity that goes to my net worth, $5,000 a year <clears throat> goes into my pocket and enough, and I didn't put anything down for it. So it's literally a free property. And the dividend yield is, is paying off the cost it, t- it takes for me to take that loan out, right? So that's in a nutshell. Hopefully this makes sense. And you can see how this can accelerate your wealth, accelerate your cash flow. And um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's that for that piece. Now, let me go into uh, some important things to note all right. So I've explained the real estate example on how I'm basically getting this property for free. Now, let me go over some of key things to note um, so that you can figure out whether this strategy can work for you um, or not. Right. I think this strategy can work for everybody, but I just want to go over some important things to note so that you are aware of what's happening here. Right. So number one, uh, the big thing is that your 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 balance, your portfolio balance, the initial balance, in this case is 100K, that continues to grow over time. Again, we already talked about the annualized return of most of the historic stock market performance, right? So it continues to grow, that 100K, right? And as it grows, that increases your buying power, right? So let's put that there, continued growth again sorry if you can't read my chicken scratch continued growth all right so number one is we got the continued growth two um another cool thing about this another important thing to note is that this margin loan does not count towards uh your debt to income ratio it doesn't even show up on your credit report right so it doesn't show up on your credit. It doesn't affect your credit at all having this loan, right? So that's another cool thing to note because it doesn't affect your debt to income ratio. It doesn't pull, it doesn't show if you're looking for like a residential loan or something like that. And they need your, they need your pay stubs and they pull your credit. It doesn't show there. So it doesn't affect your debt to income ratio, right? So, um, credit not affected. and. I never know if affected has an E or an A. I'm not very good at telling the difference between the two. So hopefully uh, you guys can do that for me. Hey, leave a comment below and let me know if it's an E or an A, Um, I I don't know. All right, so your credit's not affected. Um, the The next thing, another cool thing to note here, another important thing to note here is that these are extremely low interest rates, at least if you use M1 Finance. And if you choose to use M1 Finance, I'm leaving a link down below. If you click on that link and you sign up with M1 Finance, you'll get 10 free dollars of stock, and I'll get 10 free dollars of stock. So it's a mutually beneficial relationship here, right? So um, keep that in mind. All right. So, very extremely low interest rate. Um, I mean, if you think about it right now, Again, today is uh, the 16th of September. I'm not sure exactly when this will air. So I don't know what mortgage rates will be like. But right now, I can take out money on margin at 4%. And if I wanted to go get a 30-year fixed loan right now, I have to pay closer to 6% to get that loan. So you tell me what makes more sense. And then on top of that, inflation's at 9%, right? So these are extremely low-interest loans. Again, if you use M1 Finance, And if you use Fidelity or something, they're probably at like 12, 13, 14 right now. So I probably wouldn't use them. Um, But if you use M1 Finance, again, click that link below and you can can get my referral and we'll both get $10 free stock. So um, there's extremely low interest, all right? So the next important thing to note is that if you buy low-cost index funds, right? S&P 500 index funds, total market index funds, your dividend yield, like I showed in th- this example, your dividend yield will cover the cost it takes for you to take out whatever loan you're going to take, right? So, this dividend yield, again, you can use VOO, you can use VTI, you can use QQQ, you can use um, Spider, you can use any any of those tickers. You can find a bunch of more. I'm sure you guys know more. Do me a favor if you guys got some uh, some good. Um, Ticker symbols V VYM is another really good one. Uh, it's Vanguard's uh, like Total Yield or something like that. It's a high it's a high yield dividend um, high yield dividend um, index fund. But if you guys got some good ones, leave a comment below. I'd appreciate that. Leave some more uh, stock picks. Again, I'm kind of new to the to the to really investing into the stock market. So um, these are ones that I've researched and I know fairly well. I've been tracking for the last year or so. So if you know any, leave them down below. Um, but these uh, your dividend yield will cover the cost it takes for you to borrow whatever mo- uh, that margin loan, basically. okay? So we got dividend yield. I'm put div yield, covers margin. All right, hopefully you can make up my my chicken scratch out there in YouTube land. if you're listening to this on podcast. I got some really cool visuals up here, right, showing this little cyclical thing. Um, so you might want to check it out on podcast, or you might want to check it out on YouTube if you're listening to this on podcast for some visual, and so you can see my face, you know. Um, the The next thing is that this this helps diversify your portfolio, right? So I know a lot of uh, a lot of the people that we typically bring on. Um, they only invest in real estate. And then there's some of some people that only invest in the stock market. This is a way that you can you, you can invest in both and you can leverage both to your advantage, right? So you can I can own the stock market, I can own pieces of the stock market, and then also through doing that, I can also take advantage of all the great things that come uh, come with owning real estate, i.e. leverage, i.e. Uh, debt pay down. Um, appreciation, forced and uh, forced and natural appreciation, right? And then also the tax advantage that come, with, come along with real estate as well. So by using both, I'm gonna have a very, very solid portfolio. So I'm just gonna, I guess, spoiler alert, I'm gonna continue using this strategy over the next 10 years and continue to buy a multifamily every single year using this strategy. Because we're, like I said, we have a high savings rate and we're just gonna stockpile money into the stock market. Now, quick anecdote. I know that you know, you're know you probably out there looking like, man, the stock market has been down 30%. It's, it's continuing to, to, to be on a downtrend. Is that really a smart thing to do to keep putting your money in into the stock market? Well, this is how I look at it. I look at it as right now is a great opportunity to buy because all of your favorite stocks and all your favorite companies are on sale right now. They're 20, 30% off yearly highs, right? So I would rather invest now and I'm going to put all my money in, or I'm going to dollar cost average into the stock market, right? Because whenever these turn, whenever these turn and they start to, we start to go uh, into a bullish market again, then guess what? All my money is going to two, three, four times full because I've been buying at extreme lows, right? This entire time, consistently over time, I've been buying at extreme lows. And then whenever it recovers, now my buying power has will increase exponentially. And then also my appreciation, this acceleration factor that I talked about earlier, my, contribu- my contributions will accelerate the appreciation and then also the dividend yield as well. And then also it frees up more buying power for me to take more money out on margin and buy more real estate, right? So that's a quick side note, all right? And then uh, another important thing to note is that the interest that I pay on my margin loan that one thousand or that one thousand sixty-two dollars a year, that's tax deductible, right? That's a ta- that is tax deductible. Um now I'm not a CPA. You can go talk to your CPA and they can better explain uh, better explain it to you, but I'm just gonna give you a quick uh cut from from what i knew about it. All right. So, if you are making um let's say you're making $10,000 in dividend income every single year, you cannot deduct more than that $10,000 for a margin expense, right? So, as long this one so let's say I'm I'm bringing in right now I'm bringing in um $1,110 a year in dividends, right? So, I just can't deduct more than that. Right. So in my case, I'm going to be able to deduct to deduct all this interest from my gains, my real my my dividend gains. Does that make sense? Hopefully that helps. Uh, again, if it doesn't make sense, go talk to your CPA. They'll explain it to you better. All right. So another important thing is that you can potentially get margin call. Now, if you tell the strategy to someone, the number one thing they're probably going to say is, but what about margin call? What about margin call? Let me tell you what margin call is, and then I'm also I'm going to give you um, the strategy to mitigate that as a whole, right? So, when you get margin called, the remember the the margin that you're taking out is a collateralized loan against your overall portfolio. A margin call is when your overall portfolio drops below the debt that you owe. For example. I have this $100,000 portfolio and I took out $40,000 on margin. The stock market tanks 60%, right? If the stock stock market tanks 60% and I only have $100,000 and I took out $40,000 in margin, well, that means I'll have my $100,000 portfolio will have sank to $40,000. And this is what the bank's going to say. This is what M1's going to say. They're going to say, hey, Dan, you got two options. Either you can put more money into your uh your overall portfolio right so so you're not sitting at forty thousand dollars or we can sell off forty thousand dollars so we can make sure we make our money back at the end of the day they're going to get their money back and they're and the bank is going to make sure that they are protected right so they do that by making you either put more money contribute more money or they will sell off that forty thousand dollars that you own to cover the debt that you owe them hopefully that makes sense All right. So that's essentially what a margin call is. Now, how do we mitigate this? Well, based off of this strategy that we're using, you should be continually contributing dollar cost averaging into your overall portfolio. So that $100,000 shouldn't be $100,000 four months from now, right? Assuming, let's assume the, uh, the stock market doesn't increase or decrease at all over six months. If it just stays, you know, if it just goes sideways for, uh, for six months, your $100,000, because of your c- contribution, should be higher than $100,000. So as you make more contributions to your overall portfolio, again, that increases your buying power and it decreases the chance of you getting margin called. Hopefully that makes sense. All right. And then uh, the next important thing is that when the stock market does turn, when the stock market has a has a decrease like it has over the past i don't know since January, right? It's been on a a downward decline since January. When that happens, your buying power is decreased. The amount of margin that you can you can buy uh, is decreased. so, for example, right now, I'm down like a, I think I've contributed maybe like eighty eighty seven thousand dollars over the last like year into uh, into Our brokerage portfolio, but right now we only have a a net value of like eighty thousand. So, like if I look on my margin, my M1 margin account right now, I'm down like seven thousand dollars, right? So it's decreased my buying power because you can only get forty percent of your overall portfolio amount. So as the stock market declines, your buying power does decrease, right? That is an extremely important thing to note. But again, like I said, you can mitigate being margin called by continuing 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 <laughs> to contribute to your account. And um, by doing so, you know, you're know you going to increase your buying power over time. And the way I look at it is that I'm buying all my favorite stocks on a discount, right? So keep that in mind. All right. And then the last thing that I want to, the last uh, important thing to note here is that this margin, um, the margin loan is on a variable rate. So like I said, back in January, M1 was offering margin loans at 2% because the the federal fund rate has continued to increase since January. That also increased all the other lending products across the board. So you guys have seen mortgage interest rates start to completely hike, right? Car loans, interest rates have hiked. Um, Every single lending product out there has hiked because the federal fund rate has increased. That does not exclude margin loans. So, like again, in January March, the margin loan for M1 was around two percent. Now it's four point two five percent. So just understand that this is a variable rate, and it can and it will increase or decrease based off of the federal funds rate. So those are the important things to know. I know I stopped writing here, but uh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you guys heard what I said. Uh, if you're out there in YouTube land. Um, Hopefully you heard what I said. I know i stopped writing. If you're out there on podcasts, hopefully all this made sense. If you guys have any questions, please don't hesitate to leave a comment below. I will uh, update you on the progress of of how this goes. I'll be closing next week. So by the time this airs, I will have closed on this duplex, utilizing this strategy, using zero money out of pocket, making three, making almost $4,000 a year for free. And taking advantage of all that stuff, right? So by the time this airs, we'll we'll have done that. And this is gonna be my strategy for the next 10 years until I retire. So uh, that's essentially what I'm doing here. Hopefully all that made sense. Again, if you have any questions, leave a comment below, hit the like, hit the comment, hit the share, share this with a friend, I'd really appreciate it. And with that said, this is Dan Nguyen signing off.